Soccer Saturday. Brought to you by Honda. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of Indy 11. And by Community Health. Dream big, work hard, finish strong. Now here's your host, Greg Rakestraw. Good morning to you soccer fans. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. It is not a match day for the Indy 11. That comes tomorrow. The only Sunday home match of the season is tomorrow afternoon at 5 against Rio Grande Valley. A team, the Indy 11, well, beat last April. It was Mark Lowry's first win as the head coach of the Indy 11. The Indy 11 are inching closer to a playoff spot. Now, last Saturday, we did the show in the aftermath of Indy's first loss since August the 5th. Uh, a, A really tough matchup on Wednesday against Phoenix Rising. Led to a point, a late goal by Adrian Dees-Pay off of service from Cam Lindley on the corner. Delivered the Indy 11 a well-earned point against Phoenix Rising. Sometimes draws feel like wins. That was one of them. 1-1, the point shared between two quality teams. Later in the show, we'll walk you through playoff scenarios. Frankly, the Indy 11 a much clearer picture as to what the playoff math will look like before the match tomorrow because it's a full slate of league matches tonight, and we'll walk you through those important ones on the tail end of our conversation with head coach Mark Lowry, who joins us in the next segment of the show. Something we often do every September and October is talk area college soccer. Today will be no different. No Indy 11 match at the mic today, but there is an IUPUI match, and they are 2-0 in Horizon League play so far. They'll take on Oakland, who... Got a big win this weekend, and head coach Sid Van Drew, and we'll talk about that in the next segment of the show. And again, because there is so much going on from a national soccer perspective, you've got Julie Ertz's retirement match on Thursday with the U.S. Women's National Team, a 3-0 victory against South Africa. The constant interest in Lionel Messi and Wisely so, and we'll talk more about that later in the program. Not to mention simply Premier League, welcome to Wrexham, etc. That a story that kind of bubbled up last week when it became official that Bruce Arena was done with the New England Revolution, um, even kind of the chatter of that kind of quickly fades away. We're going to bring that back up with Kyle McCarthy. Kyle has covered the league for a long time, and specifically as of late, the New England Revolution. And he'll provide his insight as to what exactly we know, which isn't much, and with almost a completely different coaching staff from what it was six weeks ago, the Revs going to be a playoff team. And can they kind of rally the troops and do something in the Eastern Conference? We'll talk about those things with Kyle coming up a little bit later on the show. Obviously, we'll keep you posted as what's happening in the Premier League and a quick thought of the Champions League week that was the first two days of group stage play. That all comes your way between now and 10 o'clock. We'll talk Mark Lowry and Indy 11 when we return at Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. More do authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care. Our patients want to feel heard and not like a number. They want to feel like they matter. And that's my job, providing good faith estimates. Learn more about pricing transparency and our commitment to uncomplicating health care at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Simply. 
Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Meet Chip. 30 years ago, Chip started a family business with a big idea. Today, there's a new building and a new fleet of equipment. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Chip. We know he plans to keep growing, building business with the next generation. We're here to help Chip and you with secure and simple account management tools and commercial financing to grow business. Today, it's all about Chip. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Learn more at imcu.com. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift and their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. As close as you'll get to the pitch without putting on the cleats. Here's 11 Minutes presented by your Central Indiana Honda dealers. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of the Indy 11. Welcome back, not just to Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan, but welcome back to the Eastern Time Zone, as he and I were lamenting uh, off uh, off the air. It's Mark Lowry, head coach of the Indy 11. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? Good morning, Mike. Uh, yeah, doing good, thank you. Um, as you said, it's been a crazy week with the, the travel to Mountain Time and then Pacific Time in Phoenix, but back home now, so it's good. Uh, well, maybe you didn't have to change as many time zones in your days in El Paso, you guys were so much more used to having to fly to everywhere you went. We get pretty spoiled by this in the eastern half of the country, don't we? Yeah, you know, there's 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 a lot more bus trips. You know, when you're situated where we are, um, but when you have to go to the, the the west coast, and I think what, what was the time here when we kicked off? Was it ten thirty? Correct. Um, so guys on the field at when their bodies got you know midnight body clock, and so yeah, it's uh, a few of the guys mentioned they were up till three a.m. last night because they couldn't get to sleep because they were. Their body's kind of acclimated a little bit. Well, the time in Phoenix, so yeah. Thankfully, that you have an extra day in terms of getting uh-huh. getting to Sunday in, in terms of playing. But obviously, let's recap this. And as I said in the last segment of the show, there are some draws that feel like a loss. This was the opposite. This was a draw that felt like a win because of when you pulled that point and the caliber of team you played. Just your thoughts on Wednesday night into Thursday morning's result. 
No, I think more than justified a point out of the game when you look at the whole 90 minutes. Um, you know, Phoenix have been flying, um, particularly at home. You know, they've they, they ran up you know, four, five, zero scores multiple times this season at home. So, so we knew the proposition would be would be difficult the way they play. Um, they send a lot of bodies forward. Um, so I think when you when you when you analyze our first half performance, the tactical plan, how the guys execute it from a defensive standpoint, we wanted to press them. You know, we didn't want to give them time to play balls forward to Treo and Artiago and people like that. So we wanted to press them and stop it high up. Guys did that so well. Backline kind of became a five with using Cam to drop in to give us a five v five at the back when their wing backs went high. And then I thought with the ball, we were superb in 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 in. in slowing the game down, being patient, controlling it, frustrating Phoenix. You know, I obviously worked some of their players before and they're the players that want the ball. So if we can kind of take the ball away from them, you know, they've got to get frustrated. Uh, and maybe that knocks them off their rhythm a little bit. So I think when you look at the first half, we were fantastic. And, and second half, credit to, to Juan and Phoenix. They had just at half time because they knew that, the, the, that we gave them massive problems in the first half. So they adjusted, came out pressed us with a few more players and, and things like that. So then we tried to adjust tactically. And so I think when you look at the game, I think probably a fair result, but I think because we were the team away from home and, and how we, you know, in the end got it out and stuck with it, I think it shows, shows how good we can be, um, you know, down this stretch. Well, let's talk about Cam Lindley. Uh, obviously, Dee's pay with the header, Cam with the service, and you talk about the flexibility he offers you. You could probably play him at every position other than goalkeeper, uh, frankly, if you needed to. Even though maybe he hasn't had the year from a stat standpoint because what you ask of him is different, your mm-hmm. thoughts about the year he's had for you coming back to Indianapolis? No, he's been brilliant. I mean, I still str- – I mean, I think, what are we, 30 games in the season now, and I probably count on one hand the amount of times he's turned the ball over this season. <laughs> Um, I think that tells you, you know, what type of player he is and how intelligent he is on the ball and his decision-making with the ball is top class. Um, so he's great for me to have in there as a six because we know, and the guys have got better at it, we know, just give him the ball, right? If, he's, if he wants it, give it to him because he very rarely loses it and usually turns that situation to a better one with his decision. So, um, And he's learned to play that role as well because even though that type of player he is, I think, you know, if you look at the clubs he's been at, San Antonio, they don't really play like that. You know, he was used in a different role. Then even at Colorado, they were still very much a running behind, play balls over the top type team, right, with Hadji and Michigan and people like that. And we spoke about that this morning, actually, with Cam. Um, you know, it's taken him this long probably to kind of get out of that habit of kind of hitting those balls over the top all the time to now being a little bit more methodical with his play and, and, and keeping things shorter and keeping things ticking. Um, so even though he's, that's, that's his game, he's actually been out of that mode for a couple of years now. So... It's good to get him back kind of on the ball in those situations and keeping it moving for us. Kind of being that, that linchpin to where everything kind of goes through him. And, and, and we're starting to see that more and more now. We've talked about the adjustment you, you kind of, you're trying to make in terms of getting back on Eastern time. Uh, what was tougher, dealing, dealing with the time difference or dealing with the heat? Something you can replicate in July and yeah. August. Can't exactly replicate that in September than going to Phoenix. Yeah, it's funny because it was, I think it was 95, 96 degrees at kickoff and there's a couple of their fans behind our bench, good guys, and we kind of got into a little bit of banter with them. And 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 I was like, because we were di- they thought we were diving around trying to kill the game. I was like, look, it's hot for us out there. We need to. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is, this is beautiful for Phoenix. This is this is this is like you know, this is cool weather. This is. I'm like, yeah, for you, it's been used to 115. We haven't been used to this now, so this is still a, a change for us. So we had that little bit of fun. But yeah, I mean, for Phoenix, it was probably a great night. You know, 95 degrees, uh, what they've been used to. But for us, like, that's still a big jump up from yep. the 70s we've had 
the last few weeks, this beautiful weather here in Indianapolis. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the dry. It's the dryness more than anything. The guys, your mouth's just dry all the time because it's the dry heat. So you're taking on plenty of water, finding time throughout the game to kind of keep hydrated is really important. Uh, the extra day, and obviously because it's such a late-night Wednesday night and, and you know you're going to lose almost all of Thursday in terms of travel back, having that extra day and playing on Sunday, just how vital is that to your team this weekend? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, even even playing on Friday in New Mexico to Wednesday in, right. in Phoenix allowed us that extra day to, to kind of recover and get the bodies right for a tough game in Phoenix. And then having the extra day now to play on a Sunday, um, it's a big help. You know, I, I said to the staff this morning, I said, I mean, if we were playing tomorrow, uh, today, we'd, we'd been preparing, right? So it's like we give us an extra day to watch RGV, to make sure our guys feel good, to make some decisions on the tactical plan and, and the lineups and things like that. It gives us a little bit more breathing time. And also, not just recovery time players, recovery time for our staff and, and myself. You know, it's uh, difficult to, to jump from one game to the next without time to kind of let your brain rest. You know, for us, it's more mental than physical, but we need to give that our brain a rest so we can see things clearly. So it was nice. All right, what are your expectations? Uh, obviously, you got a good result against RGV. It's all of 18 months ago. What do you know about this RGV team coming in for Sunday afternoon? Yeah, it's not so much about the team; it's about the coach. Um, I have Wilma, my, my favorite coach in the in the whole league. Um, I, have, I have so much respect for Wilma. I played against him a lot when we were over in El Paso, probably six or seven times. And, and I can tell you, each time he had a different plan to play against me and, and my team, which made me think as a coach, right? Like, okay, didn't expect them to line up or set like that. How do I need to adjust now in the game so we can get back on the ball and get some success? So I have a lot of respect for how he approaches it. Um, and if you watch them play, he has no problem changing his, his tactics or his lineup, even mid-game, to, to, to adjust to the opponent. So we know that he'll have a plan. I don't know what that plan will be. I wish I was a mind reader. <laughs> um, but, but I know Wilma well enough to know that he'll have a really good plan and, and his guys will be bought into it in terms of the, the work that's going to be required from them. Um, I've got to try and get ahead of him, I think. I've got to try and kind of play that little game of what if he does this, what if he does that, so then I'm ready to adjust on the fly in the moment where I can go, okay, he's doing that, boom, this is what we said, let's do this. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I love those games, um, that tactical battle, and, and Wilma definitely presents that. All right, uh, one guy that you did get back in the lineup on Wednesday, at least in limited minutes, the return of Douglas Martinez means what to your team going forward, Coach? It's, 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 a, it's a difference maker, right, in terms of what he can offer us that we probably don't have in terms of being able to stretch the field and running behind. I think if you the, the goal we scored against Phoenix came from a corner that just his pace kind of created, right? Uh, he ran one down the side and put the center back under pressure, if I remember rightly, and, and, and that's how the corner got created. I don't think we have another player like that. So, once again, it's, it's great options, you know, and I like having different options. You know, if you've got all the same type of player, then and there's only have one player on the bench because they're all going to offer you the same type of profile. If you've got different options off the bench based on the game, you know, you, you, you can do what's needed. And, and if you look at Douglas tonight, we needed, we were getting tired. The guys were getting tired. You know, the heat, the field, the travel, and, and then to bring him on later on with some fresh legs to be able to stretch it now and kind of get us up the field, it really helps. So, you know, he, he provides that, right? Whether he's, he's starting or coming off the bench, we know we know he's going to give us an outlet and something that the guys enjoy playing with. I mentioned Cam earlier, right? Cam's a great pass for the boys. He can he can play those balls over the top, but you need a you need a Michigan or a, a Hadji running onto them, right? And we've got one with Douglas, so um, he offers us a great outlet. 
As always, my friend, uh, thanks for the time. Enjoy a little downtime, a little extra preparation time on this Saturday, and we'll see you at the mic uh, tomorrow afternoon. Thanks, Ray. See you soon. All right, buddy. Good. So let's update you on the playoff picture. And again, this will likely change before Indy takes the field tomorrow. Right now, Indy is in sixth. They're level on matches left, each with four to play. With Memphis and Loose City, those are the two teams that theoretically Indy could catch. They're four points back of both, and they do not own a tiebreaker with either team. In terms of those behind them, Birmingham is two points back. Again, level in matches played. Tulsa is six points back, level in matches played, but they won here. Indy goes to Tulsa in two weeks. We play there October the 7th. Detroit has a match in hand. Detroit comes here next week. Detroit is eight points back. Detroit has to play Wednesday at home before coming here on Saturday. And the team they play, pretty solid one. The switchbacks are coming in from Colorado Springs to play that match. So, again, the playoff math could change, and it will change, before tomorrow's match, and then it will change again before next Saturday. But simply put, three wins out of four guarantees a playoff spot for the Indy 11. Um, Miami is nearly eliminated, and if at least in terms of Indy's perspective. For example, Loudon Cat can't, can't catch Indy. Hartford's completely eliminated from the playoffs in total. A Miami loss means that's one less team that can catch Indy. So we're not to uh, clinching numbers just yet, but we're very close. In terms of matches played tonight that has an impact on the playoffs for the Indy 11, here is what that looks like. Lou City plays at Loudon. That's an early start at 6.30 this evening. Tulsa is at the Charleston Battery. And by the way, the Battery got Mark Segbers from Miami earlier this week as the Battery reinforced things a little bit. In other words, it won't be easy for Tulsa to get the full three points. Detroit City is at home. They host Hartford. In theory, Detroit's going to get three points from that. And then Tampa Bay hosts Memphis. Again, from the Indy perspective, you're hoping that Tampa kind of holds true to form. And if that's the case, then it makes Memphis a bit easier to catch. The Indy-RGV match um, tomorrow, also tomorrow, Birmingham and Miami. And again, Birmingham just two points back of the Indy 11. So uh, it is officially scoreboard watching time in the USL Championship as Indy looked to make the playoffs for the first time in four seasons. When we come back, Let's talk a little college soccer, shall we? The team we'll be playing today at Carroll Stadium is Sid Van Drunen's IUPUI Jaguars men's team. Looking to make it 3-0 to start Horizon League play. Coach Sid will join us next. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. When you're dealing with a sports injury, getting back out there is the first thing on your mind. We know the feeling. 
our sports medicine team cares for thousands of student athletes across central Indiana. In addition to physicians and athletic trainers, you'll have access to experts in physical therapy, imaging, and more. And with convenient locations near you, we help make healing as simple as possible. Learn more at ecommunity.com sports. Community Health Network. Exceptional care, simply delivered. For over 60 years, Somerset CPA and Advisors has been guiding clients through the critical decisions that impact their financial health. Somerset CPAs is now CBiz Somerset and MHM. With more than 120 offices and 6,500 team members throughout the U.S., they're able to provide the benefits and resources of being part of a national firm. And you'll still receive the same personal attention from the same expert consultants you've come to know and trust. CBiz Somerset and MHM. National resources. Personal service. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, they don't just care about your degree. They care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on the Fan, presented by Community Sports Medicine, the official sports medicine provider of the Indy 11. Welcome back. It is Soccer Saturday here on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan, obviously the Indy 11 in action tomorrow. Today's activity at Carroll Stadium, well, that involves the home tenant, that being the IUPUI men's team, who are off to an outstanding start after making the conference championship game and Sid Van Drunen's first season a year ago. The Jaguars off to a 2-0 start in league play with clean sheets against both Wright State and Robert Morris. Oakland is up next at 1 o'clock later this afternoon, and the aforementioned head coach and Sid Van Drunen joins us now. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. All right, so, thanks for having me. Of course, buddy. When I look at your record, I there's the three three and one record, but then there's the two and zero Horizon League record. Is that the record you pay more attention to now that we're at a conference play? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely some disappointing performances out of conference there, but I mean, in our reality, mid major, where RPIs are less important, it's all about the conference. What is it like for you the second year around? Um, again, you knew the league because you'd spent time at Wright State before you came to IUPUI. See, that level of knowledge you already had. But second year on campus after a successful first run through, what's it like for you so far? 
It's uh, you, you hope you can continue to build. You know, you hope that you've laid the foundations with the culture you brought into the program and even like the tactical and technical nuances of the game with, with some of the returners. So you hope that the foundation is there to, to continue to build and, 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 and grow. So, so far, rocky start, but we've, I think we've figured some things out, and then now we can continue to push forward. You know, as I, as I look at your roster, and I, I realize that, yeah, there have been changes. Yes, there are kids that are back. But at this point, if I recognize more of the names than, say, the ones that I don't, I think that tells me you did a pretty good job of retaining kids. Um, what What is life in the transfer portal like for you, and 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 what is that process like now as you're kind of knowing your roster can flip from one year to the next? Yeah, it's 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 always interesting. You know, every single time one of the guys want to meet, like you're always <laughs> a little bit worried, you know, that they want to chase the dream somewhere else. And it did happen. Um, not as much as maybe some other teams, as you mentioned. But it's. I think at the end of the day, we, we try to create an environment where these guys have what they need here. Um, and at the same time, we think ahead with them and we think with them about their future and they know that we support them. Um, so being able to bring back, you know, eight starters from that Horizon League final and add some pieces to that, I think it's uh, it shows that we're doing the right thing and that the guys believe in our in our project. So retention is, is definitely a focus, especially from the guys that you want to retain, obviously. And then I think we've done we've done pretty good at that, and I expect that will continue going forward as well. Well, when I look at your roster, guys like Lucas Haka, Logan Finnegan, Yosmir Gomez, all back from last year, I'm going to focus yeah. on Yosmir just because he's a local kid, because he's a North Central product, and he had a breakout season for you last year. What are your expectations yeah. for him here in his second year with you? You know the the expectations are high, and and you know there's there's he's he's on the watch list. There's there's you know, some professional, some pro interest for him. I mean, scouts are inquiring about him. And, and the number one thing for him to know is that he is in an environment where he's supported. And I expected, and it has kind of happened a little bit, where, you know, it's very, very different to go from an underdog, nobody knows you, you know, suddenly score nine goals and now the whole world knows who you are. And that is something that he is still adjusting to. So I, I think he's still getting better and he's still growing. I'm happy he got our winning goal against Robert Morris. And hopefully he can now just focus on being who he is and not who he wants to become. The other player I want to ask you about, because I'm pretty sure, as I'm the crossover, connect connecting tissue, so to speak, in terms of those that call <laughs> IUPUI matches and Indy 11 matches, I don't think you've had one of our players on your roster before. You do now. Emerson Nieto, that was with us <laughs> a handful of years ago. He transfers yeah. from Bloomington to, to Indianapolis. What sort of role is he going to play for your club this year? He's, uh, I mean, he's phenomenal on the ball, um, and, and you know, he knows he needs to work on some things off the ball. Uh, right now he has a, like he had a very important 20, 25 minutes for us against Robert Morris, and I think that will continue to be, to be the case. I think he's now realizing that, you know, it's a, it's a second opportunity for him, and, and it's going to take work. But he, he has been a pleasant, pleasant three to have around. He's great mentality, great mindset. And he's just going to continue to adjust to probably a little bit different, you know, environment than what IU was for him. But he's uh, he's been a transfer we were very happy with, and you know, hopefully he can uh, have some impact because we are missing the goals and assists for him right now. But I think that's just a matter of time. All right, give me the scouting report. What do you expect from Oakland coming up here in a few hours? Um, very threat in the transition. I mean, they got some very dangerous pieces going forward. Um, but I think if we can manage that and the rest defense is tight and we don't let 
those individual pieces, you know, win the game for them, I think we have enough to uh, to catch them on the other side. So I think it's going to be a back and forward game, um, and anything uh, anything can happen. But very good team. You know, they just beat Michigan two to one this week, so they are they're going to be pumped, motivated. Uh, but so should we. Mass massive opportunity for us to go three and zero tonight. So. Hopefully the guys are ready to go. Again, uh, the Horizon League, obviously you're all the two weeks in it. Again, it was you in Cleveland State. And again, Indy 11 fans know Cleveland State because of whom their head coach is in terms of another one of our former players yeah. in Sinisa Ubi-Potopovich. Uh, just, just what have you learned kind of league-wide so far these first two weekends of, of conference play? Greg, it's, it's, it's been weird. I mean, I told my staff this morning it's, it's – it's weird, but at least we're looking at it two and zero, and not zero and two. Like, like for example, Cleveland State is. So, it's it's game by game. I, I I cannot make or I will not make any predictions. There's teams that were supposed to do well that are not, and vice versa. So you, you'll have to give me a couple more weeks before I can give you an idea of how everything's looking. I just hope you keep having the same view from the top. That's just that that that's my hope for you, and I know you feel the same way. And again, folks, eleven in the Horizon League, top six make the league tournament. Then the semifinals and finals come up on November the 9th and November the 11th. I got to broadcast the semis last year. I'm doing again this year, and I'd love to have this man's team as a part of Money SBM Plus. It is Sid Vandrun that joins us now. As always, buddy, thanks for the time, and I'll see you at the mic here real soon. Thanks, my friend. No problem. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. By the way, not only is Coach Sid's team doing well at IUPUI, so is Coach Johnson's squad. That would be the women's soccer team at home on Thursday they got a 3-1 victory against Detroit Mercy. They are on the road at Youngstown State uh, tomorrow. Then in kind of a weird quirk in the schedule, they don't play for basically a week and a half. They don't play again until October the 5th against Wright State. But so far in league play, the IUPUI women's team, one win, two draws. They've picked up five points out of a possible nine, but they have also now rattled off six consecutive matches unbeaten with four of those being full Ws. Nothing but conference matches left to go for the IUPUI women's team. Also a pair of teams on both the men's and women's side that are having great starts of their year, which is to be expected on the women's side. The Marion women's soccer program, they've been off since September the 13th. They have a huge conference match against Indiana Wesley in this afternoon. And James Jenkins' men's team, he was playing at Marion two years ago. He's coaching the team now. They have completed conference play unbeaten. couple of draws mixed in there as well. They play at Indiana Wesleyan this afternoon, and we may have uh, Coach Jenkins on the show sooner rather than later, given his team's fantastic start to the year. When we return, talk a little Major League Soccer, and it's not all Lionel Messi. We'll get some Messi in there, don't worry. But things are getting messy of a different type. They've been that way for weeks in New England, and we'll try to make sense of it with Kyle McCarthy from the New England Soccer Journal. He joins us next. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. More do. Authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant & Sons, Inc. New York, New York. 
Indy 11 is teaming up with official apparel partner Puma to help you only see great. Great can be anywhere. It's the promise you make to yourself to never look back and never back down. The Spectra Pack from Puma embraces greatness with brilliant graphics inspired by bands of refracted color. Create moments that give meaning to the sport from the club season to the finals of international championships. Look around you, look inside you, and only see great. The Spectra Pack is available now on soccer.com. Hello, soccer fans. This is Jerry Yagley from Indiana University. For championship real estate expertise in the Indy metro area, Nino Berticelli is my go-to guy. Indiana is my home. Nino is my homeboy. Follow Nino as my homeboy on Facebook for free ticket opportunities to every Indy 11 home game. That's Nino, N-I-N-O, at ninoismyhomeboy.com. When joint pain is getting in the way of your life, Community Health Network Orthopedic Specialty Care can help. Community specialists offer comprehensive care for every type of orthopedic issue. And our convenient locations and simple scheduling options make it easier to get the relief you need. Learn more at ecommunity.com ortho. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. Welcome back. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We'll get to the Premier League coming up in the final segment of the show. But as I alluded to last week, we were going to talk more about the Bruce Arena story and the New England Revolution story in this week's edition of the program. If you go back into the olden days of this program, we would be visited, I'm not sure frequently, at least a couple of times by Cal McCarthy. These days you can largely find his work at New England Soccer Journal on Twitter. Any soccer journal is is the way that you can uh, find it. But he has been covering the Revs now for quite some time. And what has unfolded in New England, despite on-field success, well, there's a lot of different ways you could describe it. I'm sure Kyle has been doing that as of late, and he's kind enough to provide his insight on the situation to us now. Kyle, good morning. Thanks for the time. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm great, and I'm happy to be here with you this morning. Yeah, I wish we had a better topic to talk about uh, because, again, by any metric, I mean, you could say that Bruce Arena perhaps is the most legendary American soccer coach, what he has done in Major League Soccer, at the collegiate level, those that have learned from Bruce 
But uh, have we now seen the end of Bruce as a major league soccer coach slash manager based on what has unfolded these last few weeks? Look, never say never. Uh, but until there's a little bit more clarity around that situation and to see whether um, MLS would be comfortable having Bruce Arena back, it's tough to see him stepping back behind the sidelines. So when did this start to percolate that something was going amiss within the locker room for the revolution? Yeah, this has been going on for several weeks now. And, you know, you saw really the first sign of anything uh, was when Arena left on administrative leave. And everyone kind of looks around and is wondering, well, well, what's going on? Um, and that was the state of play in New England for the better part of a month. I think everybody was, was trying to get a handle on that. And I know credit to uh, the athletic Pablo Mar and, um, and Tom Bogert, you know, really were, were trying to um, provide some insight, but because of the nature of everything, because it's such an HR focused issue, um, you know, a lot of people were just trying to figure out what was going on. And I think some of that uncertainty still exists today, even though, Bruce Arena brought everything to a close by resigning. We know the end result, obviously, and again, there's been more fallout since that time, which we'll get to in a matter of a moment. But from a concrete, factual standpoint, what do we know about what was said, who it was said to, um, the, the, the subjects broached, because this still seems to be quite the mystery, which is stunning in this age when virtually everyone is a reporter because of social media. What do we inherently know about what led to the result of Bruce stepping away? We know something was said. We know someone complained about it. We know there was an investigation, and that's about it, right? Which is crazy when you think about it in 2023. Right. But when you think about the fact that it's a an HR issue, it's a legal issue, and it involves the New England Revolution, which has historically been one of the tighter run ships when it comes to this type of stuff. It's it's surprising that it's it's locked down, but with this particular group of people, maybe it makes a little more sense. I would assume this comes out at some point in time as the legal process works itself out. Do you think a lid stays on this for the remainder of the season? Or frankly, are there details of this that simply never get out at this point? I think there's a good chance that the details may never get out, right? Because of the the situation, the scenario. And and we don't know what happened behind the scenes ahead of Bruce Arena's resignation, ahead of the end of that investigation. Uh, You know, there are a lot of discussions that can happen outside the public purview that would be you know, protected sure. uh, by confidentiality. So we just don't know. All right. Uh, again, Kyle McCarthy, New England Soccer Journal, joins us here, Soccer Saturday 93.5 and, and 107.5 The Fan. So now let's go to the next evolution of the story, and this dates back to the beginning of last week. Richie Williams was named as the interim head coach, and then quickly Richie Williams was out of a job with the New England Revolution because of I don't think anything else that can be described as a player mutiny. What can you tell us about then the next development after the first domino fell with Bruce Arena? You know, this is at least a little bit more clear, right? So players, Revolution technical staff, President Brian Below, bunch of meetings on Tuesday, the first day after 
uh, Bruce Arena resigned. And through the course of those meetings, I think it was clear to interim sporting director Kurt Analfo, to Brian Bellello, that they needed to make a change with the interim tag for one reason or another, and that they needed further changes to the coaching staff. What was said specifically, I think, is a matter of some debate, sure. but what happened was clear, right? Richie Williams is is not going to be the interim coach of that team, and I believe he's still employed by the Revolution, but he's not going to have a part in, in what's going to happen for the rest of the season. All right, so with that, um, who's left at, at this point? I know, obviously, like all you know, major league soccer teams, you've got a, you've largely got a team in, in next pro. You can bring up the two coach and, and kind of get through the season. I know that literally, as you and I are having this conversation, a guy that we know from the USL Championship, Tab Ramos, is kind of being brought in on short term, you know, a, as an assistant coach. So uh, as the coaching staff stood before all of this started to play out, who's left for the Revs at this point? Okay. So you have Clint P.A., who was coaching Revolution 2. Yep. He's now the head coach. He's got Marcelo Santos, who was his coach with Revs 2, is up as an assistant coach. Tab Ramos is an assistant coach. And Kevin Hitchcock is the goalkeeper coach. And he's the only member of that staff <laughs> who has been with the Revolution first team for the entire year. He's the longest tenured employee because he was here on July 31st uh, at this point. All right, so now – Let's talk about kind of where the team is. They have not mathematically clinched yet, but basically a draw for the rest of the season or a specific result on the back end will put them into the playoffs. So they know there will be soccer beyond, you know, kind of the, the end of October. Um, not surprisingly, from a result standpoint, the team is reeling a little bit, lost their last time out to the Colorado Rapids. What does the immediate future on the pitch look like for the Revs? Well, they really need a result in Chicago. I think that's first. That's the first thing. The second thing is they just got to steady the ship. They've dealt with so much uncertainty on the field, off the field, that they just need to get something positive going so they can remember why they were so good in the first place, right? The Eastern Conference is really competitive. And if you start to give ground, you can slip down the table pretty quickly. So for the Revs, they've got to steady the ship and, and get uh, some full momentum heading into the playoffs. Do you think this is a group that can, you know, sometimes when things like this happen, it's the uh, blank everybody else outside, we're going forward, and and something great can come of this. Do you think that's possible with this group, or is this thing kind of on tilt and you're almost going to have to kind of blow everything up in the offseason and start back over again? Look, I don't think the bankroll's empty. I don't, I don't think they, they're worried about the amount of chips they got. I think it's a bunch of good characters. Um, I think they're going to give it their best, but this was always going to be a difficult challenge for them with the difficulty at the top of that Eastern Conference. So I think they're going to, they're going to do their best. Um, whether that results in a magical MLS Cup run, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Uh, one big picture thing and one thing that I almost sheepishly asked because you cover Major League Soccer. So, you know, there's a messy question uh, that gets involved at some point in time. But back to Bruce Arena. Again, as we are writing the, you know, you know, the, the, the recap of this man's soccer life, obviously the U.S. men's national team chapter got rewritten late because of coming back and not making the 2018 World Cup. How does this affect the way we view Bruce Arena, Major League Soccer coaching legend, if this is indeed the end? Yeah, it, it's going to be difficult for people to really assess that unless they know what happened, right? right? 
and and so it's tough to write the ending when you don't have the 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 information so i think it's going to be a piece of the story um how big of a piece i think is still yet to be determined all right kyle uh i know you do this amongst other things so it may not be your full-time job but you certainly write like it and, and, and treat like it is um how many years have you been covering major league soccer now Oh man, two decades! Frightening. <laughs> so that includes the 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 Beckham entrance uh, some sixteen, seventeen years ago. So you have the proper perspective. What has this last two months like? Uh, we 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 seemingly have the messy magic show, uh, the messy magic segment. Uh, it maybe not so much this weekend with him not playing against Orlando tomorrow night, but from afar, what has it been like to watch this phenomenon with the level of MLS knowledge that you have? It's insane. Uh, it's just a whole new paradigm for MLS. When you think about having who potentially the Ballon d'Or winner, the best player in the world, one of the two best players to ever play in the game, to, to be in MLS and to generate the sort of attention that he's, he's generated, it, it's off the charts. It's nothing that you would have ever expected uh, and it, it's really provided a jolt in the arm uh, to the league as, as they continue to try and get on that growth trajectory toward 2026. When this thing first percolated, did you immediately go to the schedule and just see, hey, is there any chance we're going to see them a third time? Because you, you already played them twice by that point. Were you, like, were, were you cursing the scheduling gods because you missed your chance to, to see slash cover this phenomenon in person? <laughs> You know, I've been lucky enough to see Messi play in a Champions League final, and it was a remarkable uh, occasion, right? Um, I, I think a lot of people around the league are going to be looking at the schedule when it comes out next year because a lot of people want to see Messi come uh, to their to their grounds, and what we've seen so far is, has justified that 100%. No doubt about it. Again, great stuff as, as per usual. What's the best way for our listeners in Indianapolis to follow your work up in the Northeast and in New England? Yeah, you can still follow me on the artist formerly known as Twitter, at Kyle J. McCarthy. That's good stuff, Kyle. I really appreciate your time today, and, and thanks for enlightening us. And uh, hopefully some more questions come out, and hopefully you got a long playoff run to cover with the Rebs. Again, thanks for joining us this weekend. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And we will start to mix a little more MLS conversation as they also get closer to the postseason as well. Normally when we're talking about the standings, we're talking about Lionel Messi, and give me 30 seconds and I will be. Again, Columbus and Philly have both clinched their playoff spots sitting on 48 points. New England also has 48 points, but has yet to clinch their playoff position. So, again, one point puts them in. They are 14 points of the team that is closest to them that is out of the playoff positioning. That is NYCFC. They also have a couple of matches in hand. So, while not mathematically in the playoffs, they'll be in the playoffs. And now they've kind of got three or four weeks to – figure out exactly what's going on in there and, and see if they can get things figured out. Now, for the Miami perspective, they are five points back with six matches left to play. But in case you were not paying attention midweek, Miami dispatched of Toronto with ease 4-0. They also saw Lionel Messi exit the match in the first half due to a leg issue. He will not play tomorrow night against Orlando, which is a shame for anybody that had tickets in Orlando. But secondarily, it's also a shame for FS1 because most of Miami's matches 
have been behind the paywall on Apple TV. That was your chance to kind of see them on a larger platform. Frankly, not that Apple TV or Major League Soccer season pass are hurting for viewers at this point. But the hope is that Lionel can play on Wednesday because, again, Miami has an additional match. They will host the Open Cup final against the Houston Dynamo Wednesday at 830 as they go for yet another championship and still aren't exactly sure if they're going to be a playoff team. So, again, as it relates to the standings, Miami is five points back with six matches left to play. They've got two matches in hand on the team that currently holds the last playoff spot in the East, that being D.C. Between Montreal and the Red Bulls, there is six points of separation with seven teams in the Eastern Conference likely for the last two spots. You would think Nashville with 43 points in seventh is largely safe and that two playoff teams will come from this group. Montreal, D.C., NYCFC, Chicago, Charlotte, Miami, and the Red Bulls. And obviously, Miami is the team that will get the lion from that group. We'll take this quick time out. We'll come back. We'll catch you up on Premier League conversations and champions from the first week of group stage. We'll wrap it up. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Made fresh just for you. Penn Station sizzling hot grilled subs served on their famous fresh baked bread, awesome fresh cut fries, and fresh squeezed lemonade. That's an unbeatable flavor trio because at Penn Station East Coast subs, they grill, they fry, they bake. Order online, order by phone, or dine in at a Penn Station restaurant today. Penn Station, it's all about good taste. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. When you're dealing with a sports injury, getting back out there is the first thing on your mind. We know the feeling. Our sports medicine team cares for thousands of student athletes across central Indiana. In addition to physicians and athletic trainers, you'll have access to experts in physical therapy, imaging, and more. And with convenient locations near you, we help make healing as simple as possible. Learn more at ecommunity.com sports. Community Health Network. Exceptional care, simply delivered. Meet Kate. Okay, I'll send that report. Kate juggles a lot working from home. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Kate. We know she needs more room. We're here to help Kate and you by offering a special low intro rate on an IMCU home equity line of credit. Today, it's all about Kate. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Subject to credit approval, IMCU is an equal housing lender and federally insured by the NCUA. Learn more at imcu.com. Who appreciates the value of an Ivy Tech Community College associate degree? It starts with more than 20 Indiana colleges and universities who have partnered with Ivy Tech in a guaranteed admissions program. Or the 70,000 students who earn college credit while still in high school. Or the more than 1,500 nurses who launch their careers from Ivy Tech each year. But the real value lies in the better life an Ivy Tech degree makes possible. Ivy Tech is your pathway to a better tomorrow. 
Get started today at ivytech.edu. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. Back for the final time this morning on Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan quick check of the first of six matches in group stage play for the Champions League. Nothing from a result standpoint that I thought was was anything stunning. thought it was a great road draw for Newcastle at uh, Milan on Tuesday. A lot was made of Bayern Munich putting up four against Manchester United. Manchester United scored three. That match was in Munich. Um, again, I don't think there's anything that's, that, that's stunning about that. Everything else kind of went according to form. Arsenal beat Eindhoven 4-0. Uh, Man City playing against a team, but I'm not sure who or where they're from, uh, wins 3-1 in, in their leg on Tuesday. Next batch of Champions League matches take place not this coming week, but the following week in terms of Tuesday, October the 3rd, and Wednesday, October the 4th. But again, I thought largely Champions League matches over the course of this week largely went to form. From a Premier League standpoint, there were no matches in the 7 a.m. window, so everything coming up is at 10. In fact, just three matches take place. The featured match that you will be able to see on USA, Manchester City. Duh, they're generally a featured match every time they are on. But Matt Turner in Nottingham Forest is the opposition. The NBC match coming up uh, at 12.30 is Brentford and Everton. A full slate of matches. In fact, four of them take place tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. If you're up early, Brighton and Hove Albion, clearly one of the big stories in the Premier League so far. There is already conversation about can they pull a Leicester? As in winning the whole thing. I'm not sure City's that vulnerable right now, but I want to see him try. So Brighton and Hove Albion, Bournemouth tomorrow is the USA match at 9. Sheffield United and Newcastle is the 11.30 match tomorrow that you can watch on USA. Quick check of the tables in the Premier League. Manchester City has won all five they have played, while Spurs, Liverpool, and Arsenal have won four and drawn one. Brighton and Hove Albion uh, have lost just one match so far this year. That was actually to West Ham. They are sitting in fifth at 4-0-1. West Ham United also on double-digit points, currently sitting in sixth. As far as the weekly Welcome to Wrexham recap, well, it was two episodes split into that one hour, kind of two half-hour episodes, and uh, it could not have spoken more to me if they tried. Many of you know this. Many of you do not. I am the parent of an autistic child. In fact, my beloved son Jack's birthday was yesterday. Happy ninth birthday. Today is my wife Amy's birthday, so happy birthday, sweetheart. And as part of uh, my birthday present to her, I won't mention her age, but she doesn't look anything close to it, and she is actually older than me, and I probably said too much already. So moving back to Welcome to Wrexham. Um, They basically did a 30-minute episode about an autistic fan named Millie and the fact that Paul Mullen, you know, he of We've Got Super Paul Mullen fame, 
has an autistic child named Albie. And so obviously that resonated tremendously with me, uh, even more of a reason for me to be a Paul Mullen and Wrexham fan, given that episode. And then the next episode, which was largely about but how good Wrexham was last year, spoiler alert, they got promoted, um, so too was Knott's County. Spoiler alert, they won the playoff to also join Wrexham in League Two. And both are faring very well so far this year. But it related to me because a big part of the storyteller was Mark Griffiths, who has been the radio voice of Wrexham dating back to late 80s. The coolest part about it was the original design was that to be able to provide that service to those that were in the hospital. Here in front of those hospital radio. How cool was that? Uh, carve out part of your time. Again, I, I realize... Things are on demand. You can watch on your schedule. I'm an old fuddy-duddy when I say it this way, but uh, carve out your schedule Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock to watch Welcome to Wrexham because the storytelling is just absolutely brilliant. And I thought the perspective they offered on the from the other team's fans in terms of Wrexham's success last year, thought that was really cool to see kind of on both sides of that as well. All right, we have to exit stage left. Thank you, Mark Lowry. Thank you, Sid Van and Thank you, Kyle McCarthy. Thank you, Sam Fritz. Thank you, you for listening. We'll talk to you. I won't tomorrow because I've got the Colts. Matt Schumacher has the call. I'll see the rest of you on Saturday night next week for the home finale against Detroit City. Literally. Get your popcorn ready. Goodbye for now. Soccer Saturday, 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge. No detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. When joint pain is getting in the way of your life, Community Health Network Orthopedic Specialty Care can help. Community specialists offer comprehensive care for every type of orthopedic issue. And our convenient locations and simple scheduling options make it easier to get the relief you need. Learn more at ecommunity.com ortho. Community Health Network, exceptional care, simply delivered. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, 
They don't just care about your degree. They care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls.